Hello, everyone. This is Sonata Allison, and you're listening to episode 66 of the Parallel Podcast, where we talk about sexuality as it should be. All right. Hey, guys. How are you all doing? Hope you're all doing. I'm asking you a question you can't answer, and that sucks. (laughs) You know, that sucks. Um, But yes, I hope you guys are doing well this week. Um, As you guys can see, we're talking about finances today. Um, But before we get into that, I want to do some housekeeping. I did not let you guys know um, we actually did hit 3K on TikTok. So appreciate everybody from the TikTok world that is listening, um, that is following. um, And I appreciate you guys. Uh, Also, South Africa is still number two in the top listeners for the podcast. So I think that's really cool. I think after that is Kenya. Um, the UK is kind of falling behind. I don't know if you guys were offended by what I said, but um, please keep listening. I want you to be here. <laughs> but really cool that South Africa is the number two listener. Also, guys, I know I know you're probably wondering, where is the merch? <laughs> Where's the merch you said that we were getting? Um, and I don't know if I told you guys, but it, something happened with somebody that was supposed to do the merchandise and... Um, he just didn't pull through. So I actually just put money down to get the design um, going and we're, 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 we're nearing the end. Um, and I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to like start leaving some hints um, and maybe I'll do like a giveaway or something. Uh, if you guys have any ideas for that, you can uh, leave that in my DMs or anywhere just like try to let me know somewhere, maybe on YouTube or something. You can actually put it under the uh, YouTube uh, episode for today. Also, please comment on the episode for today uh, because today is a visual episode. If you watch the video uh, for today, just put like a dancing lady or a dancing man in the comments. I'd really appreciate that. Also, one last thing before we get started. Um... I did a music fast with you guys this past week and I want to hear about it um, if you guys actually did do it. So I put a post up yesterday um, on Instagram and uh, just been chatting in the comments with different people who did it and um, I'd love to hear about you guys as well. But without further ado, I want to tell you guys a little bit about Sherry and um, just grateful to have her on the podcast. I think it's very important to know that, you know, I'll say it in the episode today, but top three reasons for divorce is because of finances and as I said to you guys in the past um lack of communication and and uh strife and conflict in relationship one of the first things to go is sex so yes your money management can affect sex in your marriage so um get to have Sherry on this episode she's actually one of the 40 under 40 um, for the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants, um, black CPAs. So this is an honor, you know, really cool opportunity. So I think you guys will enjoy it. Um, let's get right into it. All right. Hello, Sherry. How are you doing today? I'm good, Sonata. How are you doing? I'm good. So, so grateful to have this conversation with you because I think Christians need to know this stuff. And, um, like in the secular world people are more i don't know on it with this kind of things i feel like in church it's just like save your money um i could be wrong though you would know i don't know anything that's why you're here <laughs> but i wanted to ask you this question when i have new people on ask them this question and it is um if you were to so what is one aspect of christ's character 
that is most has been most evident in your life? That is a good question. Ooh, okay, so let me go to the fruits of the spirit. Hallelujah. <laughs> yes, because when it comes to Christ's character, it's like, okay, that we know those are aspects of his character. Yeah. So I would say faithfulness. Mm. Uh, yeah, because I was going to say patience, but then I had kids. So <laughs> <laughs> I would say faithfulness because... Uh, especially in the area of financial management, mm. because, and I, and I think he, uh, I can get into this later, but I've always had some type of financial savvy. Um, I've even in eighth grade, like my mom would give us a little bit of money for school clothes and I would budget how much I had for shirts, new shoes. I would go to different stores, price everything out and then wow. get my school clothes. Wow. And it, so I would say that's, um, and then even with, um, with things I have, like my family and, uh, job, I'm very intentional about things. Um, and I can't say that I want to take credit for it. Like, yeah, I do this and that, but I really think that God has just given that to me. Mm. Like, you know, I don't have to read books on these kinds of things and everybody has that kind of something that God has given them where, it's like easier for them than other people. Right. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely the, 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 the gifts that God talks about in Romans. We know that, but when it comes to faithfulness, I would say that that's where, uh, I'm most like Christ's character. Um, I'm not perfect. This is a, this is hard. Cause it's like every area I'm like, Oh, but I don't do this. I don't do that. Yeah. So on the whim, I'm going to say faithfulness. People that know me don't <laughs> come at me because, uh, <laughs> that's just, oh, uh, so, area. Yeah. Okay. So would you say that's the way that he's most shown up in your life as well? Being faithful? Ooh, that's a great question. And the answer is absolutely yes. Okay. And you know, it's funny. Well, yes, because I actually struggled with doubt. I went through that whole deconstruction before it was a word mm-hmm. and I struggled with that. And God, the way God showed up to prove that he is God, that the Bible is true, that, um, that, I need to follow him and not what <laughs> the world might portray as Christianity, but follow him and his word. Mm-hmm. Uh, he really has been faithful in that and in, in keeping me. So yes. Yeah. Really good. Love hearing people's answers to that. Alrighty. So can you tell the people a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yes. So my name is Cherie. Uh, I have a blog called the little That's actually my side passion. I don't say hustle because I really don't do it for the money. I do it because I enjoy it. Mm. Uh, but that's that's my blog where I provide empowering content to help purpose-driven professionals, meaning people who are trying to be good financial stewards. Uh, it's where I help them make wise financial decisions and experience the goodness of wealth, meaning um, providing for their kids, giving to those in need, tithing, uh, managing money well, enjoying God's resources, th- those kinds of good things, mm. not like you know, the way the Kardashians might make it look. So, uh, so that's my blog, but, uh, it, my day job, which is my career, I am a CPA. I focus on not-for-profits. So I help, um, you know, healthcare organizations, uh, food and security organizations, all kinds of organizations with tax and compliance. Uh, and I also help high net worth individuals with tax preparation, tax compliance, estate planning, 
and uh, charitable planning um, trusts, things like that. Really cool. Wow. So I'm even more happy to hear after all those things. I didn't even know all that, but so glad to have you on here. Um, also that you're a Christian. I was wondering if you'd mentioned tithing. So we'll get into that later, hopefully, but um, okay. really good stuff. So I know you talked a little bit about that in your um, intro, but what kind of led you to this profession? Well, I did not plan to become an accountant. I said, when I graduate college, I want to have a nine to five job. And then the rest of my life, I went to myself and I knew Mm. accounting was not that. (laughs) So, uh, but my last class in college was, I was a business major and my last class was nonprofit management. And every single day of that class, I was so excited when Mm. we learned about nonprofit operations and we learned about impact when we got to do our consulting project with a local nonprofit, it just was amazing. Mm. And so I said, this is where I want to go. I don't know what that looks like. But I like money and I like nonprofits. So I went to grad school and I got something called a master's in public administration. It's like the MBA for people who want to work in nonprofit and uh, government management. So I got that with an emphasis in nonprofit financial management. Um, But it was in my nonprofit accounting class where a CPA firm came in and explained what they did on the tax side for nonprofits. The, The filings, the compliance paperwork, the issues you come up when you start partnering with businesses, things like that. And I said, that's what I want to do. They had an open position. Uh, so I started in public accounting and I struggled with the CPA exam, but uh, that's how I got to where I am today. Good, good stuff. Okay. So so as we both know, you you probably know this as well, um, the, like in the top five reasons why people divorce or have the most arguments is around money. So this is why I wanted to have this conversation with Christians um, because um, we know arguments affect every aspect of relationship, which comes all the way down to sexuality and not having sex in marriage because you're not on the same page about bigger things or uh, things that are outside of the bedroom. So um, what do you think are like specific conversations that should be had um, about money? Like if they're engaged or dating or, or, in marriage or separately. So like, is there separate conversations that people should have in dating in engagement and then in marriage? I know it's kind of a huge question, but (laughs) hope that. No, I, I think it's a good question. Um, I'll say this dating is not always a safe space, right? When you're getting to learn somebody, uh, you might not want to tell them you have six figures in student loans or Mm -hmm. that you've been bankrupt before, or your car got repossessed before, right? Because, um, if that person turns out to be not who you think they are, they could use it against you and, mm-hmm. you know, it can hurt, you can get hurt. Uh, so use your discernment. I'm not saying lie, you know, but just uh, pray and use your discernment. Uh, engagement and marriage, I'd say engagement, when you've decided to make a lifelong commitment with something, so with somebody, nothing's off limits. Mm-hmm. Uh, having said that, I definitely asked my husband his credit score on the first date. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Because that was important to me. That's hilarious. To me, a credit score tells me a lot about your character. Mm. And of course, if it was low, I wouldn't have said it's done. I would have asked why, what are you mm-hmm. doing to change it? But if it was low and he's like, you know, um, I like to use my credit card to pay for nice things. Or I, um, you know, just don't pay my bills or something like that. To me, that that's a sign of his character, mm-hmm. you know, so... Uh, I, that was important to me. So like I said, use your own discernment, um, be, in what you share and what you ask, uh, understand what you value, understand what God values, um, and, uh, understand where 
if you don't have a clear sign of you feel comfortable or not, then don't ask it. Don't talk about it until you've prayed about it and it's clear uh, or you've gotten some wise counsel, you know, Mm -hmm. um, engagement and marriage engagement. Engagement is your planning period for marriage, right? Nothing should be off limits. And I think Tony Evans, he says in his kingdom stewardship book, he said, we are to invest in our future by strategically operating in the present Mm. and to strategically plan for your future, knowing that money is one of the main reasons for divorce. You got to talk about everything about money. And I think one way to do that is, uh, I mean, there's lots of questions. You Google questions to money questions to ask before marriage. You can find it. Mm -hmm. Um, you can read marriage books, uh, money books. And I have some recommendations I can talk about later. Cool. Um, and I think that, uh, understand that money, money is, is an intimate topic. They say that if you want to learn somebody's priorities, look at their calendar and look Mm. at their checkbook. If you don't know what a checkbook is, uh, look at their cash app transactions. I know we got some Gen Zers listening, so they might have no clue about that. Their credit credit card statement, because that will tell you somebody's values Mm. and and also show you their character. Um, Even the Bible has 2,300 verses on money. Uh, Some of them are practical, like the Proverbs and Ecclesiastes that tell you how to invest, save, things like that. But if you look at, you know, some of these parables, things like that, God is really getting to character, the intimate part of you. Uh, in the parable of the talents, uh, for those who aren't familiar with it, it's a parable in Matthew 25. God gives three, we're going to say stewards. I don't like to use the other term. <laughs> three stewards, um, talents. <laughs> uh, the, the, the master goes away. Uh, he comes back. Two of the stewards say, master, you entrusted me with this money. I multiplied it. I invested it. God, the master who is parallel to God in this situation says, my good and faithful servant. And he's very pleased with them. And then one servant steward, uh, he says, master, you're a hard man. Uh, I was afraid and I just buried the money. I didn't, I didn't invest it. And God calls him wicked. And he, he pretty much, well, God gives him, the master in this story gives him a clap back. <laughs> you should read it if you haven't. But what, yes. what I, a lot of people take from this is if God gives you money or a talent or a gift, you should increase it for his kingdom, which is true. Uh, but also look at the character of these different stewards. Mm. Two of them saw themselves as managers and they found, they saw the master's grace in entrusting them with the money. That's good. And then the other steward, he didn't have the right perspective of God. He called God a hard man. He said he was afraid. He was operating in fear. Mm. These are kinds of things you want to look at when reading the Bible, uh, learn to learn about money. And when understanding that money is an intimate topic, it really gets to core heart issues. And if you don't have the conversations early, you could overlook something that really needs to be dealt with before marriage. So yeah, that's really that's good. That. All that was wonderful. Um, and it reminded me, so I just recently took a uh, premarital certification. And one of the questions was, what is your relationship with money? And that's like, that can take you an hour to, to just go through that one question. So right. like you said, it's very intimate and it can go all the way back to someone's childhood or an, an experience they had in business or whatever um, that can affect their view of it right now. So. 
Yeah, definitely. If you guys haven't read that scripture, I didn't know there was that many scriptures. I know there was a decent amount, but there's a lot of scriptures, I guess, in the Bible about money as well. So um, that'll definitely be helpful to anybody who's in a relationship trying to figure that out. So um, how soon do you think? uh, So how soon should couples start talking about their debt and like financial desires and like shortcomings? That's that's really relationship by relationship. Okay. In engagement, it needs to happen. You need to talk about all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you need to talk about the practical, right? Debt, credit cards, savings. How are you going to invest money? Retirement, like things you like to buy. You know, if if your girl, if a girl likes to buy her Fendi bags and her, you know, uh, Dolce Gabbana, whatever, mm-hmm. you're not going to change her. But you can maybe you can say, well, what are you willing to compromise on? So you need to talk about that. If you guys like to travel, talk about that. Mm. Talk about kids, generational wealth. What does that look for you like for you? Talk about uh, parents, aging parents. You know, that mm. can cause a huge burden uh, later on in marriage. So how are you guys going to deal with that? Uh, so just practical things, right? And then you also need to talk about the social and emotional aspects that you talked about as well. Talk about financial traumas. Mm. Talk about your relationship with money. Talk about control. <clears throat> do you need to know everything that's going on in, in the house? Like, do you need to know, okay, our money's being invested in this stock and that stock, or are you going to, you, are you prefer to take a step back? Understand those kinds of things. What's your philosophy on work? Are you working so that one, are you working uh, intensely right now so that you can be financially free at 40? Or do you love your career and you enjoy going every single day? So um, all these things need to be talked about in engagement because oh, lost um, for a second. it's not off limits because marriage is going to dissect those even more. Uh, so those kinds of social and emotional philosophical uh, conversations are very important to have too. Uh, and it especially needs to happen when you're engaged, if it hasn't happened beforehand. Yeah, definitely agree. And that um, you touched on something that I wanted to ask you about too, the control of where the money should be. And I feel like a hot topic might be in, in church, like, Oh, like how many accounts you should have. I feel like so many different Christians are like strong on like, um, should be one account. You're, you're on one accord now. If you have more than one, then blah, blah, blah. So what do you think about that whole argument? Like having three accounts or two accounts or one account? I think the bigger question to ask is marriage exists to glorify God, right? It exemplifies Christ in the church. Everything you do in marriage, you want it to glorify God. And so if having, and now, I, if, if having two separate accounts is going to help you guys honor God in a better way, then I think that you shouldn't stress over, oh, we need to have one account. You yeah. know, um, if, if having two accounts is going to cause someone to stumble or fall, then maybe you need that joint account. Mm. So I think you need to look at the bigger goals there. Yeah. Uh, I don't like to get into, you should have one account. You should have, you know, whatever works for you. Um, and if you need to talk to a financial advisor or a Christian financial advisor for guidance, do that. And they might tell you, this is what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, focus on God and not on those little details. Yeah. I think so many people get caught up in like what it looks like to everyone else when in reality, like maybe it'll be more helpful if your wife takes care of controlling the finances, because like you said, you've been <laughs> that way since eighth, eighth grade. So right. if I don't know how your husband is, but it just would make sense that way. You know, if someone's better at it, yeah. then you let them do that thing. So yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, yeah. With that. 
Having said that, uh, every couple should have an emergency fund that's joint, right? Mm. And you should define what's emergency. So if if one person loses their job, maybe that emergency fund covers bills, expenses, things like that. Uh, and the Certified Financial Planning Board recommends if there's only one earner, it should be a six-month emergency fund. And if there's two earners, it should be a three-month emergency fund. Uh, so every couple should have that as joint. <laughs> you know, okay. no, doesn't make sense to have two separate ones. Yeah. And then I think it is wise to have, uh, you know, you want to have joint goals together, right? Not everything could be separate, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe the, the things you, you know, the material things you buy can be separate, have a separate account for that or whatever, but you should have a joint, you know, if you're trying to buy a house, that should be a joint savings account, mm-hmm. right? Or investing, however you do it. Um, if you're trying to travel together, maybe save together with that, yeah. you know, saving up for kids, having a 529 savings plan for your kids, things like that. You mm-hmm. know, it, there's, it's not, it's illogical to kind of think to have separate ones. Maybe there's special exceptions. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, I would say there are certain accounts that should be joint. Um, but again, the goal is to honor God. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So in, in honoring God, what do you think are some, like some of the most important investments for married people to make? You already kind of named the, most, the emergency. Right. Yeah. The, the number one, it really depends on where you are and where you're trying to go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so that's, I can't answer that as a general thing, except for like the emergency fund, like I talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I think a good exercise for people to do an engagement is to develop a budget together. So go through your income and expenses, see what that's going to look like. Uh, and then see how that ties into your long-term goals. And from there, you can decide what's going to be the important investment. If you guys are like, okay, we want to retire at 35 and we just want to serve God's people after that, Mm -hmm. uh, live off of investment income, then your budget's going to look different from someone, a couple who's like, okay, we want to work till we're 65. We want to enjoy life in the meantime. Um, So right now we're, you know, we're not going to put so much into retirement. We're going to save up for travel, Mm -hmm. um, things like that. Uh, and of course, you know, you always want to make sure that you, whether you guys have a little or a lot, um, you're going to want to invest in God's kingdom and help the needy. That's no matter how much you have, yeah. a good financial steward is going to uh, take care of God's people and the people who are overlooked by systems and governments, things like that. So, um, uh, so, so, so yeah, that's, that's what I would say. Uh, aside from things, specific investments that God has called us to, uh, to provide for our families, provide for the needy, uh, continue to s- build up his kingdom. You really got to look at your own long-term and short-term goals and go from there and start investing in things that help you reach those goals. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's beautiful that you include the part about helping the needy because that is actually biblical. So yes. yeah, it's, that's really important. Um, I think just being a giver, like the Bible says, it's better to give than to receive. So why not use your money in that way as well? Because our whole life should be representative of us being stewards of everything that we have. So that's a really good point that you made. Um, also, you mentioned a, I'm not gonna remember this right, but something, something about a five ninety something for your kids. What what was that? <laughs> a five twenty nine plan. Okay. A five twenty nine plan is a college savings plan. Uh, it's it's a college savings plan, uh, but it was expanded about five years ago to include K through twelve as well. Uh, so what it is, is oh. you put money into this fund 
and it's invested. You really don't get to control how it's invested, but it's put into, I believe, mutual funds, which is a, a bunch of different stocks and things, um, diverse portfolio of things that ideally will grow over time so that when your kid goes to college or if you put them in private school, um, you'll have money to pay for it. Uh, the money that you put in there grows, uh, mean, meaning it accumulates dividends, interest. If things are sold, it all grows tax-free, mm -hmm. okay? And then when you pay for your kid's college, you can take the money out and pay for qualified education expenses tax-free. So it's really designed for um, saving up for education. Uh, if your kid doesn't go to college, because I know a lot of people now are like, well, will people even need college in 10, 20 years? Mm. Right now, you can use it for trade schools as well. Uh, so um, yeah, so it's that's, that's one thing. Some kids, some people prefer not to save that way. They want to save um, and something called a custodial account for okay. kids. Uh, and what that is, uh, one version is a uniform trust in minors act account. And, and really what it is, it's a, it's an investment account. You get to choose how you invest the money. You can buy Google stock or you could buy bonds, whatever you want. You choose how you invest the money. Uh, and then when your kid turns 18 or 21 or something in between, depending on what state you live, the kid has full access to that account, it belongs to them. Mm -hmm. So it immediately transfers for, to them at that age. Okay. And some people like that account because it forces you to save for your kids. Um, some people don't like it because it's not the most tax efficient account and they don't like the fact that their kids are gonna get all this money at age 18, <laughs> yeah. you know? So, um, so those are options. Uh, yeah, so 529 plan and the UTMA accounts are specifically designed for children. Okay. And yeah, so cool. Good to those. know for the people out there that have kids yeah. or want to. Um, right. Cool. So I know you also talked about um, some book recommendations you wanted to make for them. So you can do that now if you want to. Sure. Uh, so there's a good book by Tony Evans called Kingdom Stewardship. And I think that's a great book for financial, getting the right mindset around money. It's not so much practical, but understanding how God sees you on, as a manager of his resources, as a financial steward, it's great for that. Mm. Uh, the second book I would recommend is Simple Money, Rich Life by Bob Lotick. Um, some of you might follow him on YouTube. I think his YouTube channel is called Seed Time, um, but he's great, a uh, very relatable Christian finance influencer. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, and I think he's great. I haven't read the book. So I, I, I say <laughs> I'm ready, but from the knowledge he shares, yeah. I've looked at the table of contents. Uh, I get his emails. I feel, I plan to read the book this year. I, I feel confident in recommending that book and seeing other people that have recommended that as well. Yeah. I trust you. And then so. an <laughs> <laughs> another book, it's not a Christian book, even though she identifies as Christian, it's by Tiffany Alashay. She's known as the budget Nista. Um, yes. She has a book called I love her. Yeah. Yeah, she's great. Um, and she has a book called Get Good With Money. Mm -hmm. And this is a very practical book. It goes through everything from saving to debt to um, if you need a trust fund for your kids in a very practical way. You don't need to be making seven figures to read this book and apply it. Uh, a really, really awesome book for engagement to read, you know, before marriage or even in the beginning of your marriage. So those are three books. Um, if you are like, really struggling with debt and you need somebody that come after you and say, don't spend your money on anything. <laughs> I would say Dave Ramsey, but oh, I would yeah. just say proceed, proceed with caution. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people, 
people in the financial industry disagree with a lot of his uh, teachings. Mm. Having said that, he has helped a lot of people get out of debt and uh, use their money in a way that honors God. Mm. Um, so I would say, you know, use your discernment. I always say that. But yeah, uh, yeah. Dave Ramsey, if you're really in debt and need to get out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those are all great. Well, I, I don't know. I, I'm taking your report because I trust what you're saying. So but yes, I know Dave Ramsey and Tiffany. Um, yeah, Dave Ramsey is very uh, cutthroat with his approach. Um, yes. <laughs> cool. So um, is there any other recommendations or like any advice you have for people um, that you think is important for them to know dealing with money as a Christian? The last thing I would say is uh, Proverbs 27 um, it says, know your flocks. I don't remember the scripture exactly, but it talks about knowing your flocks and knowing what herds you have, because back then their assets were their animals and things mm. like that. And the reason it says that it goes on to say that know all of this because you won't be rich for forever. And you want to make sure that you have enough saved if it all is taken away or, you know, something happens. Mm. Um, and I really, that's really the part of the little CPA and where I think I see financial stewardship. Um, and so the, one of the main ways you're going to know your assets is to be financially literate. Um, this isn't like a biblical thing, you know, to learn about, um, saving and money and investing, but it is a part of knowing what's available to you and what you have. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of, um, the issues in marriage around debt, around, financial infidelity and all of that is around a lack of financial literacy. You know, um, I, I, for a long time, I was scared of investing and the, it was because I lacked knowledge on investing. Uh, so once I learned about it, I started to invest. Uh, and, uh, now I, now that I invest, it's easier for me to stick to my budget because I have a long-term goal of growing money to reach a certain, you know, retirement and to, hopefully provide for my kids, kids one day. Hmm. So, uh, yeah. So I think that know what you have and know what's available to you. I'm not telling you to become a tax expert or investment expert, but just become financially literate and commit, uh, as a couple to continue to grow in that area, uh, so that you can be in one accord and so that you can properly plan for the future. Yeah. Yeah. That's all really good that's not all that's all of it <laughs> that was really good um <laughs> so yes that's so good uh thank you so much for coming on the podcast and having this conversation um i think this definitely plays into christian sexuality and relationships as well so thank you so much for coming on um so where can the people find you if they want to follow your blog or anywhere else it's the little cpa on all outlets tiktok instagram facebook littlecpa.com everywhere cool perfect alrighty so as you guys know you can follow the parallel at the parallel pod on instagram and tiktok um, remember to speak the truth in love and kiss the sun i'll talk to you guys next week bye